and welcome into another episode of Two Cents Sports Talk. I'm your host, Adam Katulak, joined by my co-host, Brian Grum. Hey, what's going on, Adam? How was your weekend? It was alright. It was a little long towards the end of it, but uh, it was it was alright. It was a lot of football. I enjoyed uh, most of it, but, you know, <laughs> the nightcap um, the nightcap against the Brown Steelers is where we're going to uh, start off here and. Yep, uh, it was it wasn't as easy as a Steelers fan. So with that, I'm gonna let Brian uh, take it away. You know, enjoy the Browns' first win in in multiple years and first playoff berth uh, as well in a little while. So let's hear it, Brian. Yeah. So thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Um, definitely. You know, I'm taking. I feel like I'm taking the podium. Like I won won an award, but it was just you know at the end of the day, this is just sports. It got. It. Lucky to, that uh, the, the Cleveland team pulled out the victory, but I mean, it, it did feel like there was a lot of luck on our side, Adam, because right off the right off the get-go, you start off this game, this highly anticipated game that you just talked about. I mean, this is the first time the Browns are, are in the playoffs since 2002. This would be their first victory since 1994 in the playoffs, and they're playing no other than the Steelers. Their, their big brother, who's been being up on them uh, for, I mean, for the past few decades. Since they came you know? back. Yeah. I mean, the Browns, they historically, you know, Paul Brown, I'm not going to get into history here, but, you know, had a had a solid foundation with the Browns there. And then, and then the Steelers really did take over as the big brother. But um, I did not expect it to turn out the way that it did. That's that's all I'm trying to say is I'm building all this up to say that this was a surprise from the first snap of the play. I mean, the kickoff was normal, normal yep. kickoff and everything. Um, but then the very first snap, Marquise Pouncey snaps it. They're in shotgun formation. Big Ben has Connor to, to the right or the left of him, goes right over Big Ben's head. And Miles Garrett is... The first one on the ball, I think Carl Joseph is the official one who, who ended up with the ball in the end zone for, for the touchdown. So within the first snap, the Browns are up six points, going to get the PAT to tack that on for seven-point lead. Um, and they haven't even taken an offensive snap. So uh, that felt very good from the start, Adam. But then it was okay is this really is this a fluke or is this actually going to be our game and on the second drive it it showed out that it showed up that okay this is our game because the browns picked off big ben um mj stewart so he had a big pick in week 17 now he had a an even bigger pick in the wild card game um he picked off big ben Right whenever they were around midfield, Big Ben started to get a little bit of a drive going, um, but then they got around midfield and got picked off by MJ Stewart. Pocket was collapsing on Big Ben, Carl Joseph again. So these were two plays back-to-back that the Browns' defense came up huge. And it was Carl Joseph. I mean, he ended up being the lucky one with the touchdown. I don't know if they officially gave it to him for the first one, but then also being right on Big Ben's grill, forcing him to, um, you know, throw a duck to, to um, MJ Stewart. So mm-hmm. it was a good game from the start. And then the, the landslide 
just kind of started to continue, the avalanche continued from there where uh, Baker, he ended up hooking up with Jarvis Landry for that big uh, TD catch. So, yeah, Landry, that was a big catch and run for Landry. Mm-hmm. I think it was on third down. Yeah, it was a third down. It was a big play. It was it was a big play for Baker and the offense and Landry. And that, that was another thing, Adam, where, you know, I won't go through play by play, but I'm just trying to build up this story to show how this really was a unique game, I felt, where this was just not what anyone was anticipating. I mean, I am a Browns fan. I, I am a Cleveland fan. Um, almost like to a fault where it's obnoxious just like any fan would probably say about you know their their allegiance just like Adam might say about the Steelers but um I still thought that if I was being reasonable I would place a wager on the Steelers winning this game that's what we discussed the week before as well we both said the Steelers made a lot of sense you know they lost by two the week before they have a lot of players coming back but this was a big shell shock for for me as a Browns fan and I'm also sure for you as a Steelers fan Adam where you have a lot of hype and anticipation surrounding this game yeah the Browns I mean the Steelers won um you guys blew us out in our first meeting Mm -hmm. and then in our second meeting yeah we won but we won by 24 with or we won by 2 24 to 22 with you guys playing your backup quarterback and uh, us both playing our JV squad basically mm-hmm. you know so it it felt like okay um, this is going to be a tough test especially being in well that was another big thing that I, I feel like a Steelers fan would point out not having fans I mean Heinz Stadium is is uh I think that the Steelers would pride themselves in being a pretty rowdy group of fans so I feel like that could have definitely been a factor that somebody could argue um you know would have had a different outcome but I mean at the same time if you use that argument then you have a different outcome for the entire season Mm -hmm. so uh I don't think you could use that at this point but um, no, it was it was just not what either of us expected. So I was feeling giddy. Um, Adam was probably feeling a little bit, a little bit of heartburn. Um, but it was from the first snap. Um, there was just never a sense of this is a normal game, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. So, but but then at the actually it was interesting because you know the Browns go up. Um, they, they score that touchdown with Landry. They're up 14-0. And then the Steelers on their... So this is the fourth drive of the game. Steelers get the ball back. Browns are up 14-0. Steelers had this crazy, you know, they muffed the first snap. Flute play. Big Ben throws a pick on the, you know, middle of the field. Okay, we're down 14-0. We dug ourselves in a hole, but let's see if we can get out of it. And the Steelers, they just on their fourth drive of the game this is the Browns are up 14-0 and they've only had one offensive possession and the Steelers play another egg but this time they just punt and then the fifth series of the game the Browns they they just put the the cherry on top and you know the icing on the cake with a 
Nick Chubb running all over the Steelers defense, as I remember it. You know, he, he made a he, he was a big part of that drive. And then Kareem Hunt just, you know, he kinda of passed off the baton in the in the red zone, kind of like they've done. Um, you know, when they wanna do the red zone offense, sometimes they do it with Hunt just because Chubb gets tired out Pass during the drive. Option. Yep, yep. So so Hunt, he got to be the one to, to run it in. And he he definitely lucked out twice on that. So um so that put the Browns up twenty one oh and <laughs> at this point it was just like, okay, we're up twenty one oh and this was still in the first quarter, right Adam? Yeah. yeah they got to twenty eight yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. And so it we're thinking, okay, we're sitting in a good spot here. This is good. And we don't need anything else. Let's just not screw this up. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's where Red Wine picks Big Ben again. Yep. And on the seventh drive, Hunt punches in another rushing touchdown. And the Browns are up 28-0. The Steelers are going into the eighth drive of the game. And it's the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So it's long detail. It's excruciating. Adam, you're going to get your time to talk, but yeah. I'm just t- kind of taking us through it just to, just to go through uh, the significance of each, of each drive and yeah. of this significant game for, I mean, it, when we talk about it, Adam, regardless of uh, who you're a fan of, you would have to state that this is a historic game for a franchise, you know, mm-hmm. a, a historic game where this is them making their first playoffs, like we said, in, in 19 years and winning their first playoff game in, you know, however many years that is, this and doing it against their big brother, the Steelers. This is a big, big game. And to do it in such a fashion it felt like such a statement game that maybe this is the new Cleveland Browns era. And I know that's very, that's getting, I hope the Wagon's not ahead of the cart here or whatever, the cart's not, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's just how this game makes you feel. And, and you can hop in, but so to wrap it up, first quarter, that was the highlight of the game. After that, at, then you just kind of have it all play out, and then it actually gets close. The Steelers actually pull back, make it make it a ball game in the fourth quarter. I'll let you talk about the second half and everything, Adam. But yeah. make it a ball game in the fourth quarter, and um, it actually did get a little interesting. The Steelers passed for like sixty-eight times. Yeah, five hundred yards. Like five hundred yards for yeah. sixty-eight times. But um, yeah, Chris, going off of what you just said, Chris Collinsworth um, in the middle of the game, like if you're just watching football for the first time, this isn't normal, you know, when it's 28-0 this early on or whatever. And that favored the Browns heavily, just, I mean, obviously because of the points, but um, what the Browns do offensively and uh, what the Browns do offensively, they run the ball typically better, you know, they run the ball really well. You know, that's they have two really good running backs, you know, two top 10, top you know, elite running backs. Kareem Hunt was the rushing leader, I think, his rookie season, and Nick Chubb's been coming on really well. He missed a few games this year. That's why he didn't have more rushing yards, but he still broke a thousand yards, which is a big mile, um, 
milestone for running backs. So, and they have one of the best offensive lines. I know they were missing Petonio, but um, overall, I just you know, you you laid out the first quarter and pretty much first half overall um, pretty well. Nothing really, you know, the second quarter was the Steelers started founding themselves but the Browns went to a lot more of a prevent type of defense especially early on that's how the Steelers scored early I mean it was I think they would have scored obviously at some point because um Ben usually figures that kind of stuff out but uh yeah I mean it was more of a prevent defense where the scoring came in and they started clamping up a little bit more because it was like okay the Steelers are now getting momentum which I don't know if you guys should have pulled off the gas just yet but that's what happened and it's all right it's not the end of the world there I think um a lot of it was, you know, we've talked before, and I've talked to you about how Mike Tomlin, I'm not sold that he's the guy. He's a good coach, but I don't know if he's the coach to get us over the top. You know, and I, one of the examples, you asked me, um, well, what makes you think that, you know, not getting ready to play for big games and sitting players before the game. So, like, we weren't in a rhythm offensively to begin with, and I thought it wouldn't be too bad to have, um, I, I, would, I didn't really want Ben re sitting unless he was, like, injured or, like, resting his arm and, like, really trying to, like, heal up there, I guess, you know, but Pouncey was out, Ben was out. Watt was out, and defensively, I'm okay with you, you know, especially the def potential defensive player of the year, TJ Watt being out, um, Hayward and whatnot, but I mean, I think that the offense wasn't clicking perfectly. The second half of the Colts game, they were doing really well, and they just tried to ride that, you know, for pretty much a bye week for those players, you know, Ben and everything, the chemistry wasn't there. Obviously, the first snap of the game showed that with Pouncey not, you know, practicing for a week or whatever, sitting and having a little bit of rust, it showed instantly, and that's something that, you know, I think it's that's just Tomlin. Um, he's won three playoff games in the last, I think, decade or so. So it's not really something that I'm too thrilled about with him. And it's just, that, that's just, I don't know if we don't get up for the games, but I mean, it always seems like, you know, if you think of the Steelers, it's typically, they more times than not play down to the competition. If just historically, you know, that's how you lose to the Bengals. It's like, that, that shouldn't be happening with a team that's 12 and four versus a team that's drafting fourth in the, um, NFL draft and stuff like that so that's where I'm most frustrated at Ben really had a pretty good game after I mean he, he, he had a lot of picks he just threw for a bunch you know he threw 47 for 68 501 yards um but average you know 7.4 yards per pass so it's not like he's throwing the ball downfield the entire game he made some good plays he kept us in it but it's also like you know you can't have a quarterback throw double from the opposing quarterback and still expect to win I guess so it's just it's frustrating there um yeah, a lot well, of it was in garbage stat, time. A lot of it was in you know prevent defense. So it's you're gonna find the holes. You have Cleveland had the weak secondary with two of the starting corners out. So it's not like you know that's too impressive anyway. You know I feel like if you didn't have the turnovers and the tailspin and the momentum against you early on, I feel like the Steelers would have won the game. But they didn't, and I feel like a lot of it was attributed to um, not being ready to play. Um, and that's just where I'm at with that. And you know Tomlin's good enough not to get fired, but not good enough to like win. You know, I don't think to win the Super Bowl again. You know, that's just where I'm at there. Um, that's just my overall thought. The run game obviously wasn't there. You're not going to run the ball when you're down. So it's just like your entire game plan goes out the window when you're down 28 points in the first quarter, 21 points in the first quarter. So um, I thought they defense played all right. They didn't play too bad. Uh, you guys averaged, you know, right around five yards a carry, just just under five yards a carry with your running backs. Um, I'm excluding Baker's rushes and. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't feel like your running game just completely took us over. I feel like we typically, you know, we stopped that pretty well. Um, but I mean, we had a lot of linebackers out and 
I, I just I'm looking forward to next year, but there's also a lot of things that uh, a lot of questions that we have. There's a bunch of questions that we have going forward. But it was an interesting game. It wasn't the way it didn't go the way I expected it to go. But um, you know, it's it's your first overall win and it's you know first win in the playoffs in a while. And to beat the Steelers, I know it's it's a sweet uh, feeling for a lot of Browns fans. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Adam, I think. The important stat there is it, it's actually not just the stat, but the, the thought is it's important to see this as two different games. Um, because the second, I think if you honestly include the second half for stats, it just inflates things. Yeah, it's, it's garbage time. It's, it you know, was, prevent defense. It's, I mean, it's. It, it was like you were saying, I think I, Chris Collinsworth also said during that like is there just you know a uh a what, what's the word like skunk or something like mm-hmm. that for football where it's just like hey we don't have to show up for the second half <laughs> yeah. so i just want to go through this real quick first quarter brown scored 28 the box score 28 to 0 cleveland second quarter 7 to cleveland 10 to pittsburgh so Big Ben had uh, four touchdowns, like you said, and passed for how many yards? 501. 501. I don't know how many yards he had in the first half, but I can tell you in the first half, he, Big Ben also had four touchdowns and four interceptions. So in the first half, though, Big Ben had one touchdown, three interceptions. That's huge. That's the ball game right there. Yeah. Big Ben was the difference. And you have the miscue also with the center. Yeah. So And I, I'm one, not going to put that one on that, Ben. That was more on Pouncey there with the snap. Yeah, going no, on that, that one's more on Pouncey. But again, the quarterback, I, I'm not putting Big Ben at fault, but having three interceptions and having a an issue on the first snap happen under your watch as the, the quarterback of this offense just doesn't look good. for For a guy who's 38 years old, and who is, you know, coming off of a big arm surgery. Uh, I think this kind of segues into our next kind of topic about this is, you know, where did the Steelers stand coming out of this game? Because we talked about, hey, the Browns Browns beat up on the Steelers. And I kind of just talked about how, you know, what we saw was a lot of the things that we've talked about in the last off, the last podcast about the Browns started to look like they're clicking. And then there was that little concern whenever we lost with, to the Jets, that quick hiccup. And then it was, hey, we're back to normal. We should have beat the Steelers by more, but it's okay. We're still good. We're in the playoffs. We're playing the Steelers. Um, and, well, okay, we have all these injuries, COVID, Stefanski can't coach, kind of ridiculous, but, man, did they come out hot. Like, it seemed like that practice – Whatever they did for practice, the way that they we were saying that could have hurt them. Teams are probably it's a copycat league. Yeah. They might start doing more of that. But what, before you get in your thought there, it's just that this was a first half game. The Browns dominated that first half. Steelers technically won the second half, but that was a garbage second half. And I think the stats in the first half, just because the first half is where the game was won 
really the first quarter the game was won. Mm-hmm. And though that's where it matters and what happened, well, Big Ben kind of choked, I think. And from my viewpoint, now you can tell me as a Steelers fan why that might not be on Big Ben as much. Um, I don't know. But it felt like Big Ben choked. And it felt like uh, it just, I don't know. It felt like Big Ben choked and it felt like the Browns have it clicking now. That's just what it felt like. It felt like a different era. I, I, I really think that a lot of it's coaching um, and adjustments. And I, I'm going to start with, you know, I, I'm going to, like I said, Tomlin, I felt like Stefanski's, because you're off a script offensively. So offensively, you're on a script, you know, and you get it ready and you have it prepared for the week. And that's what Stefanski was able to do. So the Browns looked better offensively as well. I'm mean, obviously have the lead too, but I mean, they looked really good offensively with the Stefanski script, you know, early on and like had plays, hey, this is where we're going to run the first 20 plays or so, first few drives. Okay, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to attack it this way. And this is how we're going to attack the defense, you know, and they got success there. And that's what you saw. And I feel like the Steelers really just came out flat. Like I, I, they came out absolutely flat. Hey, we're going to walk into here just like we were talking. Okay, well, they won by two, you know, without playing these guys. Now we have these guys. We can take a foot off the gas. We're going to beat these guys. You saw Juju talking earlier in the week. I just feel like that's a lot of um, yeah. what's going on. And, I mean, you could say Ben choked, but you could also say Ben looked like he did the last six games minus the second half of the Colts game and minus bits and pieces of the second half of the Bengals game. Oh, so, I mean, you could true. say choked or you could just say, you know, kept status quo with the last six, you know, like almost half of the year. So, I mean, that's that's more so where I'm seeing him at. He has flashes, well, but, I mean, so it's also... Adam, that's my question, then. Yeah. Do you think that the the Steelers are are contenders or pretenders? I mean, obviously, this year you guys are out, but yeah. no, moving um, forward, do you think you guys are contenders or pretenders? Because there was a while where you guys were 11-0. and 0. Yeah. You guys, I mean, it felt like, I mean, even from my situation that you guys weren't getting enough uh, credit almost yeah. at being 11 and 0 and being the only undefeated team in the league. The it's, problem you know, was like nobody took you guys serious and you guys didn't have a lot of injuries, but so that might, that might be your defense there, the well, injuries, but tell me, I don't really have, I don't really have a too much of a def, uh, defense there. I would say more so pretenders until we prove something. Now the injuries are huge, but then we're also beating teams like the Cowboys with a backup quarterback, or I think fourth string quarterback with um by five, you know, and then we beat, um, I mean, we beat the Ravens by four, but I think they had, um, we beat the Ravens by five without uh, Lamar Jackson. We have like RG3 playing, so it's not like, you know, that's a huge statement win, you know, and then we lose to Washington, then we lose to the Bengals, you know, and then the Bills, we played them sort of tight until the very end, but like, we just lost to these teams that were like, okay, these guys aren't, you, you shouldn't be losing or in these games, you should be able to blow these guys out. We're even close to begin the year with, you know, the Giants and the Broncos, you know, and like, we're right neck and neck with them. We lose, we beat the Broncos by five and drew Locke got hurt early in the game so it's like you know the entire year okay you're 11 and 0 but you're getting your wins you're doing the job but you're not like you're not doing what you should be doing the chiefs have blown these teams out you know there's other teams that have offenses that are you know the bills they're blowing these teams out the ravens would blow these teams out if they're better than you the ravens will beat you that's just how it works you know they'll beat you bad like the jaguars it's not going to be a close game just because they can run the ball and take it over so i'm gonna say the Steelers are pretenders i thought that they were contenders early on they were 11-0 they were playing well um they just beat the ravens for the first time of the year which they were facing lamar jackson so that was you know a real type of um feel but i just think that 
like I said, I, I just think that we play down to the competition too much where it's like, okay, can they really, um, can they really compete and win, you know, three games in the playoffs or, um, four games in the playoffs just to go to the Super Bowl? I, I, I don't know to win the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I see that right now. And with that, I, I just want to start, you know, with what I see the Steelers going forward with. Um, I'm not sure if keeping, you know, Big Ben will have a 22.2, um, 22.3 million dollar cap hit next year, and at a minimum, I have 41.3 if we keep him, and we could um, have 22.5 if, um, or 22.3 if you cut him, he'll still have that dead cap because you've pushed it back, you know, restructured contracts and whatnot. With the cap, salary cap going down. And uh, some of the free agents we have, I would really, um, I'd really rather have keep Bud Dupree and let Ben go. That's what I would do. I think he's going to cost around 16 million or so. We'll see what happens. He was franchise tag this year, um, but in terms of free agents, I, I'm okay with letting Dupree go. All right, I keep keep Bud Dupree. That's that's a key piece because he's like another T.J. Watt. They both really have been balling out there. They were called the Smash Brothers throughout the year. They're really, really good. He's a special type of outside linebacker. He didn't turn it on until recently, but he's been really good. So I'm excited about that. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, I I mean, I, we just not enough money to pay him. So I don't have a problem letting him go. There's nothing. Really? really oh, yeah, I mean, there's not... Well, I mean, you let Juju go? Oh, yeah. there's. I would let him go with no hesitation. I don't really... I mean, he can do the TikTok videos on another team. I, I don't really care that much. We don't have the really? money to spend on these guys. What we do have you to, mean the TikTok videos? Well, he's done... Is, you he know, turning, is he turning into another Antonio Brown? He's not another Antonio Brown, but he's kind of... He, he's sort of... I mean, he's just into himself, I guess. You know, he's working... He's, he's working turning into a wide receiver one in the NFL with an ego yeah but he's not even a really a one though he's just i mean he's just i know but you know he's... but like um but what i'm gonna go with there is i would let i would let juju go for sure just to let him you know i would let him go because we don't have the room to pay him i would want you have to pay minka fitzpatrick you have to pay tj watt you have to pay these guys going forward you're not gonna have the cap space with the cap going down and the steelers being tight on it sure you have to pay these guys and you have to keep the defense together i feel like because you have you know okay so you have claypool deontay johnson and james washington i would rather have those three than lose you know someone in the defense like fitzpatrick or watt or dupree you know those three are serviceable nfl um receivers that and the Steelers all have the strength of drafting receivers in the draft so if we need another one we can go get one I feel very, fairly confident so what are your thoughts there so I think that um I agree <clears throat> probably because I talk to you a lot about the Steelers but, yeah uh I, there were several points where I was like man I want to I want to hop in here and it's be you you hit them all though mm -hmm. uh it was it was really just that man it looks like the steelers are this defensive team yeah they've always you know the steel curtain it's it's in their blood so they're always this defensive team and they've got it they've still got it they've got a good secondary they've got they've got a good linebacking core and they've got a good Fun front seven. four yeah so um and they're all you know at a pretty good age too it's yeah. not really like the the defense has aged well that's what i'll say yeah and big ben you know um he take it you know we'll say it out it is he's 38 so and he's won two super bowls 
so he's had a good career. Oh, he's a Hall of know? Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, hands down. There's yeah, no he's question. had a I mean, good career. Yeah. But so, and he's 38, so that's a pretty good uh, life <clears throat> lifespan to still be quarterbacking a you know an 11-0 team late in the season, coming off that kind make, of injury. Yeah, and make the playoffs. So. He's had a good lifespan, but I think that he's at the. I, I don't think he's gonna have a a miraculous Tom Brady, forty four years old, slinging the ball. I think he's. I think that he's at the end of his career. He's a so, reg, he's a regular thirty eight. He's an older thirty eight, thirty nine year old compared to Bet, uh, Brady's being like a young forty three, forty four. Yes. Yeah. So I I feel like you also hit on that. You talked about hey, the defense is our strength. That's where we should focus on re-signing these guys. And then uh, you focused on, hey, Big Ben is old. He is tied to a lot of money. We, at this point, his production is not worth $40 million. He's had a great career with us. We wish him well. But uh, thank you, Big Ben. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll part ways now. Yeah. And, and then you're also saying, hey, we are the Steelers. We are known for our wide receiver depth and just our ability to to not only uh, scout but to develop your wide receiver talent. So, you guys, I mean, we've probably been through the the wide the Steelers wide receiver wide receiver tree before, but I mean, it starts with like I think uh, Heinz Ward, Plexico Burris. Uh, Mike Wallace, Randall L. Uh, There's just a Randall lot. L. Co- Randall Holmes. L. Um, Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. You said Mike Wallace already. Yeah, we and said Mike Antonio Wallace. Brown, Santonio then. Holmes. Um, Brown was after Wallace. And then you have Brown, and then you have Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. People forget he started with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Brown, Sanders, Juju. Mm-hmm. And then you have Nate Washington didn't really pan out. Not a James bad Washington. Four. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have Kirksey, which looks like he has a, or not Kirksey. Uh, uh, Johnson, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson and Claypool. And Carpool, Claypool. Or Claypool. Yeah. <laughs> Third time's a charm, man. Yeah. I I do know. I I know enough. I'm yeah. not good with names, but uh, Claypool definitely looks promising in the second round. Out yeah, I like to see him do a little bit better when the ball's in the air, adjusting to it. Because it seems like if it's not on the money, he tries to turn and like make an acrobatic play. But I think that it'll grow with time. But I mean, you know, you see Calvin Johnson contort his body and make a big catch. I'm not seeing that with Claypool. He, he attempts it, but he just doesn't get the hand-eye coordination there yet. But he'll get to that, I believe. It's just his rookie year. I just see that. You know, he makes those. He, he's getting there, but he's not there yet with those huge plays like Calvin Johnson or someone that size and um, frame. Yeah, yeah. It, but but to your point, that's another position where you feel like okay, one defense solid, keep defense, make that priority one. Yeah, and Two, we have a great defense. I, you know, we, nah, we can keep yeah. everyone and be fine. We don't need to add much to the defense. Bush comes back, Dupree comes back. We have Spillane as a backup. We have Hightower, who's um a, a nice young piece as another what outside linebacker. Minka? Uh, Minka's there, yeah, he's there for the next few years. We yeah. have TJ. Okay. We're, we're loaded. We're loaded defensively. Yep. We have so, um yeah. One is make like 
defense. Keep the defense and make as sure is. that we have defense. Maintain a equal, if not greater than, defense. Yeah. Priority two: figure out the quarterback situation. Yeah. You guys have already started by figuring out. Okay, we probably need to uh, replace Big Ben, and, and we still aren't fully comfortable handing the keys over to Rudolph. So we should probably bring in another veteran or draft somebody or whatever, but you guys need a quarterback competition. Jameis Winston, whatever it is. I mean, you figure the piece out there. And you can let Rudolph battle him, too. I mean, Rudolph didn't play bad against the Browns without, you know, some some pieces. So that's two. That's two. Figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes into, that feeds into priority one of um, freeing up cap space to keep your defense yes uh and then number three also goes into priority one of maintaining your defense where free up cap space let juju go because your third point is you guys have a solid receiving core you guys are confident in your weapons um even juju um definitely adds to it but you guys have you know four good receivers out there and a couple good running backs in the backfield. So you guys can get rid of, you guys can lose a playmaker like Juju, um, and you guys can lose a quarterback like Big Ben, who's no longer the Big Ben that he once was, and maintain your defense, and we'll see where you guys are at next year. And one more thing, um, James Conner's contract's up as well, and I don't think I would re-sign him as, um, either. I would go with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, and draft a running really? back later in the draft. Yeah, I'm not... The, the cap's you think gonna his be career's tight. over already? I don't think his career's over. I just don't think that he's going to be with the Steelers. He hasn't been averaging a whole lot of yards, and we need to build an, a line and have other pieces, mm-hmm. and I don't think financially it's going to work with what he might um, might That's ask. Now, if the, money, if the money works, it'd be good, and if he wants to you know, work with us and do the Steelers discount, he can, but I really think that you know, you got to try to rebuild this because you're close. The Steelers, the defense is a Super Bowl defense and the offense has a lot of good pieces. You're not far away. So I think that you could need to just really retool this and you can, um, you're not too far off. So I think it's, that's why it's, uh, it's a fragile kind of rebuild almost, you know, it's like, Hey, we got to do, we got to cut pieces that we don't need. And we, you know, balance it out with salary cap wise and then go from there. But I mean, we, we have, we've drafted running backs in the uh, prior few years. We have Jalen Samuels, Anthony McFarland, and uh, Benny Snell. So we have three running backs who aren't too bad, and they're going to give us similar production than what Connor's been. Plus, Connor's been um, a liability injury-wise, so it's like, okay, can we really trust, you know, on a down cap year, putting money towards um, towards uh, free agent as James Connor compared to running backs in the rookie deal? Yeah. That's a that's just a bummer because um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you had a good story and he was from from your favorite team. So yeah, um, your favorite college team playing on your favorite NFL team. Yeah. So um, okay, I think we we got that one straight. So yep. from here we wanted to talk about the Browns. Yeah, right? Browns Chiefs. You know, overall it's it's the playoffs. Well, here we go. You know, you guys in the in the divisional round right now for the first time in a long time and let's uh let's hear your initial thoughts there what's what's it going to take to win against the chiefs and what what do you think the strategy is going to be and just give me your overall thoughts brian so i'm going to be completely honest here adam i i don't want to waste our time i haven't really looked into this i i feel good about the browns um but at this point i mean making the playoffs was 
the goal for me. Mm-hmm. Beating the Steelers <clears throat> and winning the wild card is just that's, a, that's a cherry on top. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, Patty Mahomes, he's basically he's he's been the MVP. Either is the MVP this year or he's he's number two. Mm-hmm. So and Andy Reid is a phenomenal coach who finally got his first Super Bowl win. And, and they have a phenomenal team with Tyreek Hill. Andy's and a great coach have, off the bye. Andy, huh? Reed, Andy Reid's a great coach off the bye as well. That's the he doesn't lose typically off oh, the bye week. He's a schemer. He's yeah. a schemer, yeah. So and and they have tight end Kelsey. You know the Cincinnati or the the Cincinnati Bearcats guy and the Cleveland um, Ohio native, so it's it's just like, but he's phenomenal. He's one of the top tight ends in the league. So they have the top quarterback, they have the top tight end, and arguably top three uh, wide receiver, and arguably top three head coach. And their defense is decent. They have a decent defense. They have some playmakers. Yeah, they have they exactly they have some playmakers. I would still say the Browns defense is better than the Chiefs defense. Um, we'll have to see. I need to check the injury report to see uh, who's active this week for the Browns. But if everybody's healthy, then I would definitely give the Browns the nod at defense um, over the Chiefs. However, I would give as much as I love Stefanski. Um, it's his first year and I think that he's a phenomenal coach I, he could do this but um, I just I would bet on Andy Reid over Kevin Stefanski so I give the Browns the check mark at the defense the Chiefs the check mark at the head coach and then I give the Chiefs the check mark at offense with I mean, Baker, you know, you can't be upset at all with what we're seeing in the in the end of his season. So I I think that he's playing great, but no, I don't think he's Patty Mahomes. So no, I still give Patty Mahomes a check over Baker. Wide receiver, I love Jarvis. I love his tenacity. I love how hard he plays. Do I think he's better and more of a threat than Tyreek Hill? No. Give the check there. Running backs, that's where the Browns win. Like, big time. More so, more overpowering than I think. Let's call it running backs and offensive line, too. You know, the offensive line does have a Yeah, and offensive line. Exactly. So, and at tight end, we have Austin Hooper, who uh, he's not Travis Kelsey, but he's not. He is a he is a when healthy and in this system uh, when he has a system under his belt and everything's normal, I think that he will be a top five tight end in this league, especially in this system. So I don't think he's Travis Kelsey, but I think that he is a young, promising tight end in a promising tight end uh, f- like favorite offense. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's that's where I put it. I just at the end of the day, I would still have to give it to the Chiefs on the offensive side. So they win the head coaching, they win the um, offense. Browns win defense for me. So I would give the overall projection, you know, 
to the Chiefs on the win there. Uh, but I, I am excited to see because, I mean, we just saw against the Steelers last week that anything can happen. So, oh, it's the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, so, um, again, I'm not I'm not betting against my team or anything, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the conservative person here and tell you what, uh, I'm not going to tell you any hot takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you laid that up there pretty well. Um, I would just, I'm going to say, you know, the last, the two years prior to this one, half the games have been the uh, underdog have won, and that showed this uh, this week a little bit with the Rams beating the Seahawks and the uh, Browns beating the Steelers. So it happens a lot in the wild card round. You know, it's playoffs. It's not take anything for granted or anything. The uh, Chiefs do really well off the bye, so that's something that's not in the favor, especially with Andy Reid being a, uh, schematically just, you know, having a game plan and the offensive mind. He always has something special for the playoffs. But I, th- I, I thought, you know, okay, Steelers are going to win, uh, Ravens were going to win, Bills were going to win, uh, Chiefs were going to win, which means that Ravens were going to play the Chiefs in my scenario uh, to start the playoffs. And I really thought that this was going to be a trap game and the best chance to knock off the Chiefs, in my opinion, just with the Ravens running a game, running attack, Lamar Jackson. I think the first time they played, they were really, um, it was really close back and forth. And the second time earlier this year, it wasn't really, um, wasn't a game at all really um the Chiefs just blew them out but I thought that I think the Chiefs are susceptible here they could be downplaying it Sammy Watkins talked a little bit about um the Browns and just I I I I, I could see the upset with the running game and the way the Browns play secondary wise uh, the Browns that's a weakness and that's the strength of the Chiefs and that's where I see a mismatch coming and you know the Chiefs have came back from behind all last year you know they came back from behind from the um the titans they came from behind with the uh 49ers so that's just what they've done in the playoffs so i I see them doing that um again if they do come from if they have to i feel like mahomes will come from behind but i think that they're gonna do they're gonna tighten it up maybe the first quarter might be a little bit slow for them but i feel like after a little while it's gonna really start clicking and then they're gonna start rolling and um they're gonna you know wake up almost and like okay we have something to play for and I feel like Andy Reid's a good coach there Pat Mahomes has done it before they've won it and you know we talked a little bit before the analogy with the Warriors or any other team you know once you win it you know how to do it again I guess or you have the confidence you've been there before and the Browns still haven't really been there they beat the Steelers right that's familiar now they're playing a non-divisional opponent you know in the playoffs and now it's like this is real we're in the second round now you know we're playing the Chiefs we're playing the defending champs we're pumped up you have nothing to lose but it's still like I feel like the Chiefs are going to be there and um push it over the top and like you know they're going to stop the run try to stop the run and Baker's going to have to beat him again you know Baker's going to have to I feel like try to match the scoring almost um so I'm curious to well, see here's the that thing, Adam. there but go ahead. well here here's the thing is that uh you you said that you're more confident in okay this isn't the thing but this uh one of the things yeah that i that i wanted to talk about was uh the secondary the brown secondary mm-hmm. being a concern and it has been a concern this season especially with guys being in and out of the rotation i don't think yeah i don't know what week it was whenever the browns finally started playing with like ronnie harrison and carl joseph both in <clears throat> in the lineup yeah um and then you have Denzel Ward going out with COVID and then Greedy Williams um I mean he's been out like the whole season uh so 
but you have guys coming up off the practice squad like uh, MJ Stewart, who has had two huge picks now in Week 17 and in the wild card game against the Steelers. And now Ronnie Harrison, he, you know, thank goodness he got to play against the Steelers in this wild card game. Um, and Carl Joseph has gotten to play and came up big twice in the, the first quarter there against the Steelers. Um, and then if Ward is healthy and he should be no playing, COVID, I, think, I think he's good. Yeah. I think they're both off. I think him and Johnson are off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ward, you know, he is a, a top four pick and he is an elite lockdown corner in this league. So I, I don't think, I think that team has gotten a little more criticism than it deserves during the season for its secondary. I feel like we actually do have the pieces and if healthy, I think that we can actually do well. Do I think we can match up against Tyreek Hill? Well, if we put Ward on him, if we keep Ward on him, I don't know what our defensive scheme will be. You would need to almost bracket Tyreek Hill. I, I don't think like I don't think one person. Would guard. I I think you need to bracket Tyreek Hill, where you have Ward or your second best corner on him, and then have a safety over the top, and just yeah. don't let him beat you over the top because that's a big threat. And then you have to take away Kelsey, so you can't double team both of them. That's going to be a problem. And then you know well, you have Hardman. I, I don't think you double team Tyreek Hill. I just I think that you I would put Ward on him as my. Uh, primary coverage and then I just I wouldn't play many um, like single coverage defensive schemes I, w- I would usually have a, a cover safety you know yeah because yeah. you, you have to you can't you can't it, it's hard to play without a safety against Patty well, I, yeah, don't think I think I think you just I mean but you put the safety over top Hill and he has to almost take priority there because I really yes. feel like Hill is going he could take the top off and he can break the game open completely and that's the first guy you're going to want to stop and then secondly you're going to want to stop Kelsey and I, I just feel like the weapons they have are going to be almost too significant for it. Well, I, I mean Ward okay. won't be able and to slow down here's so the, much. Here is the thing Adam the thing that I was going to say is you said you think you might see it like you could see the upset, but I could see the yeah. There's there's a shot with, with I, I Rust that's, running the that's ball, the thing. getting that's up. That's what I wanted to say is that that's what we can make a statement. We, I mean, we're not gonna make any um, any bizarre uh, takes or anything right now. Yeah, we think the Chiefs are gonna win, but we can say with I I can say with confidence that there is a chance, especially. In 2020, 2021, uh, this, like you were saying, playoffs coming off by. Lack of like, fans. Andy Reid's good, whatever, but just all the unknowns of now. There is a way for this Browns team to actually beat the Chiefs. Now, me and Adam could be talking next oh, week about right. this, and right. it could be a complete blowout. Browns, it's just people are ripping the Browns saying, hey, how did this fan base get so high? I don't think anyone will because they'll understand. But uh, I would not be surprised with this run game and with this defense, with Miles Garrett on the edge. Um, Man, I wish we had Vernon. Then I, I do think that we can 
and with Baker playing the way he is and with Jarvis playing the way he is and with Hooper showing up, we had all of our playmakers show up with our line showing up. If our line's healthy, ah, that's another thing, Batonio. Ah, that, that hurts. But everyone at this point, this is playoff football and everyone's playing with injuries. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just, I think that we can do it. And you have to go based off of what the Raiders did to beat them. The Dolphins had a similar game plan, but the Dolphins, Tua wasn't able to pull it off. And Tua, we'll talk about that later in the year. But the Raiders, um, they ran the ball for 144 yards on them, four yards a carry. They had, you know, did a pretty good job with time of possession there. But Derek Carr also went off with 22 for 31, 347 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And, um, Mahomes almost matched him with uh, 22 for 43, 340, almost identical numbers, two touchdowns, one pick, and they won by eight. The Raiders won by eight, and it was back and forth the entire game. Um, the Chiefs, yeah, it was back and forth the entire game, and the Raiders were able to do it just off of possessions. Then they had them the second game. They were battling them there, there too. So I feel like the run game can get you there, but you also need the explosive plays in the passing game. You need everything, like special teams, passing, and rushing to beat the Chiefs. And the Browns have that recipe if everything's clicking like it did earlier this week. But um, yeah, that's there's a yes, yeah. yeah. So I think um, that I think that wraps that up. I think that we mm-hmm. focused on those uh, the wrapping up the Browns Steelers wildcard game. What it means for the Steelers moving forward. What it means for the Browns moving forward. Browns Chiefs uh, matchup. Now let's roll into the the other three matchups coming yep. up this weekend. We'll be a little quicker let's on this. Kind of hit these. Looks yep. at these kind of rapid fire. We've got the yep. the Ravens versus the Bills. Yep, so this is this is a big one where, um, okay, the Ravens are coming off the, the victory against the Titans. They finally beat the Titans. Uh, the Titans were kind of like the that kryptonite to to Baltimore, the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens, uh, but not they weren't enough this year. Lamar Jackson, he he hit his spark at the right time this year. And uh, Derrick Henry, Adam, give me the stats, fast stats. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think he only had like he didn't, 18 carries for 60 yards, maybe something, something minor. Yeah, um, he didn't really go off as much as they, they took him out of the game. They made it almost a non-factor there, and I, that was by yeah, 18 carries for 40 yards, no touchdowns, 2.2 average. He had yards. over 2,000 yards for the entire year, so it's not something and he was, you expect. He was but, like, what the fifth person to do that? I think it was the eighth. Eighth person to do that. Eighth person, and they had him to forty yards. Yep. So, so that that tells that right there. Lamar Jackson. So, and big summary of the Ravens uh, Titans game. Ravens, the last two times the uh, they've had big games against the Titans. Last year, playoff matchup. Uh, Lamar Jackson MVP year loses to the Titans in the playoffs. Uh, this year, regular season, late in the year, when the Ravens are, are clawing, like, you know, fingernail on their way back to, uh, scratching their way back to um, playoff significance, and they lose in overtime to the Titans because Lamar Henry, or because, Lamar Henry, uh, because Derrick Henry ran all over them again, and their defense hung tight. This time, Lamar Jackson, he's hit, he's hitting his stride at the right time, and they were able to hold Derrick Henry in check. And, and the Titans defense isn't as strong as the Mike Vrabel Titans defense we've seen in the past. So I think that's the big summary there. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm just excited to watch um, Josh Allen and Lamar go at it because they're both young, nice, uh, young, young quarterbacks yes. that are, you know, I think the same draft class as well as Baker. And it's just going to be interesting to yeah. see um, what oh. happens there because they're going to be, I think they're both going to be around for a little while. So it's going to be nice to watch them uh, battle going forward and um, both explosive offenses. Yeah, well, and that's a good point, Adam. So last time we talked about in the AFC how it's crazy. We've got Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. All 2018 draft class quarterbacks, first rounders, mm -hmm. all playing road uh, playoff games, and all three of them get their first road playoff win victory this last week. Mm -hmm. And now it's down to three of the four AFC quarterbacks, and three of them are a 2018 draft class. Yep. So, and all are 25 good, or below, including so, Pat Mahomes. So a young, young group, young core of uh, quarterbacks over in the AFC, and then it's a good segue into the third game, which is the Saints versus Tampa, and that, me and Adam have that one coined as just the battle of the old guys, and I don't think that's anything unique. I bet that's used by a lot of people right now, because we've got uh, the 43-year-old Tom Brady going up against, how old is Drew Brees, 40? Um, he's 41, about to turn 42, he turns 42, I think, Friday, I, tomorrow. Wow, so 43 years old versus 42 years old? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy because in the AFC... <laughs> okay, yeah, Adam's showing me the meme of them with... Or the, the History Channel meme with um, Tom Brady and uh, Drew Brees and um, History Awaits <laughs> is the caption for uh, Tom Brady, so it's... You know, he's the, having fun with it. They're they having fun with it. Gray beards. Yeah, they were, they were texting each other. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it, it's worth a look. Look at Tom Brady's a Twitter account. and Yeah, it's it's amusing. And they said so they texted earlier this week. And I'm just looking forward to see, you know, just another historic matchup. Just because every time they're all up on the field, they set, you know, they set records. They, they have career stats. If you look at the record books, you're going to see those two names there consistently. Brady's been coming on hot recently. Um... Drew Brees, I feel like the Saints have one of the best rosters left in the playoffs. They might have the best roster, but Brady has the best weapons he's ever played with, and he's as hot as he's been. The the uh, Saints have really dominated this matchup um, this year, the two games, but it's hard to beat a team three times, and you have that familiarity like we talked about earlier, but um, I'm really looking forward to the game. I just want to see who wins. I really, you know, it, it, okay, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers or um, Aaron Rodgers next round or Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. It's all going to be fun just to see them play it could be you know either of those last game i don't think it's gonna be brady's but i think it could potentially be breezes if he loses so we'll just see what happens there but it's a lot of fun watching those two go at it just they're not gonna be surprised by anything you're not gonna surprise them with the defense or the coverage or anything it's just gonna be who has the best scheme going into it and game plan oh and you know what adam i i just thought about this i feel pretty clever right now another interesting fact about this mm -hmm. well I'll, I'll say this and then we'll move on to the last game mm -hmm. Uh, another fun fact about those two quarterbacks. You know what it is? Hmm. Both Big Ten quarterbacks. Both Big Ten. Yeah, okay. You know, Brady went to my, to Michigan, and you know where Drew went to? Purdue. Yep. yep. I, I rubbed elbows with a, a Boilermaker today. <laughs> and, that's uh, funny. And they let me know that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, they, um, both from the Big Ten, so. It was, uh, it was that, that guy I was telling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and both, um, it's interesting, I mean, both guys have been doubted throughout their career, you know, Brady's six-round pick, Breeze got let go from the Chargers, so it's, 
it's gonna be good to see i'm really excited about the game that's probably the game i'm most excited about just because of the history <sighs> it's a historic game it's just like i mean it come is. on you're not gonna see Dude, I, this might be the last one this probably will this will be the last one i believe because i think breeze retires after this we we were just talking i i was just talking about how the browns game the browns victory against the steelers was you know you know an objectively historic uh, victory mm-hmm. for an NFL franchise. This is another objectively historic NFL matchup. And I'm glad we're able to watch it this great. year. I'm glad we're able to watch yes. it in the postseason. We, really we, are, we are very lucky. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've got that. And then the last one, though, we got to wrap it up with the two, the two, like, I would just say these are kind of the regular teams where you, you got the, the Green Bay Packers, you know, they're legit. They've got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they've got this new head coach. Um, they're looking, you know, like like they, they've got a run game now. Their defense is actually looking decent. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking stable. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's got the he's got the ring already. Probably going to win MVP the, this year. Probably going to win MVP this year. And then you've got the Rams who, hey, they were they were hot like two years ago. Made it to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Sean McVay was the hot new young head coach. And, uh, you know, maybe that charm has worn off a little bit, but they're still a legitimate team. And that's because they're defense. So this one, me and Adam, again, not unique, but, well, I don't know. It could be, but I doubt it. We, we coined this one as the Battle of the Aarons because we've got. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, you know, Adam said it. He MVP might win the MVP year. this year. Um, and going up against Aaron Darnold. On the other side of the ball, they're matching up against each other at the same time. They're on the same field at the same time, defense versus offense. And he is arguably the most valuable player in the league as well. Now, people wouldn't vote him MVP, but whenever you do some of those uh, top player pulls and everything, you see Aaron Darnold up there at number one. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a big battle of the Aarons. And then uh, you, Adam did point out, you've got the fun side note that you've got Aaron Jones. Yep. So you, you've got the three Aarons. And it'll be it'll be a fun game. Yep. It's just not it's not the premier game that Defense I'm looking forward offense. to at least. No. And um, I feel like um well one more storyline and then I'm gonna just give my overall thoughts and I'll close out. But uh both Cal quarterbacks, both from Cal. Um uh, really? Jared Goff and uh Aaron Rodgers. So that's just cool. Oh, Same right. school playing each other there. But overall I think that the Packers are gonna win this one. Um playing up in Lambeau's big. You got an LA team traveling up to the cold and I feel like they're going to have the advantage there, but the way to beat the Packers is be able to run on the ball, run on them because they are susceptible to the run game, and that's what Cam Akers has come on a lot lately lately for them. So yeah. that's something to watch there. They are susceptible to the upset there, but I think that the Rod, uh, the Rodgers and the Packers have been playing really hot, and they had a bye week. They played the last week against the Bears, dominated there. So they are, they're really um, ready to go, and Rodgers has had an MVP type of year, so I'm really excited to watch that. But uh, with that, oh and Rodgers and Devontae Adams, that's, oh, that's another the duo thing. duo is unreal. I'm, I am. That is something that I will be excited to see. Is I I, I want to see what Devontae Adams can do because mm-hmm. whenever he's healthy, Wait. he puts up he puts up forty point games in fantasy. Like it's it's just normal. Well, it's you got crazy. you got Adams versus uh, Jalen Ramsey. 
Ramsey's probably been the best oh. lockdown corner of the year this year. Oh so, my I mean, gosh, you have that, that kind of matchup. Really... So, so there, th there is some everything... intriguing matchups here, but uh, yeah. And, and it's very good offense versus <laughs> defense matchups. So so we do have, uh, I mean. A full slate of games. That, that, that's something to say whenever that's that's at the end of our list. Um, <clears throat> yep. But, so, but with yeah, that, I this think is. That, I think that wraps it up pretty well. Yep. Sorry. Yep. So thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games and uh, have fun with it. Good talking to you, Ryan. Awesome. You too, Adam.